This is Party on the Peninsulas, your weekly update on the people and policies leading Michigan, with Michigan Democratic Party Chair Lavora Barnes. Welcome back to Party on the Peninsulas. I'm Lavora Barnes, Chair of the Michigan Democratic Party. The word of the week this week is focus. First, our focus is Democrats. Some of the pundits look at the new ultra-right-wing Michigan Republican Party leadership team and assume that Democrats have it made. Even some prominent Republicans across Michigan are saying it. We have to maintain focus. Focus on organizing at the grassroots level, focus on continuing to recruit the very best candidates, and focus on fundraising to support those candidates. Michigan is still a purple state, and we can't take anything for granted, no matter what's happening at the state GOP headquarters. And focus also applies to our policy agenda. It's easy for political candidates to make promises. The challenge is following through, especially on those issues where there's a fundamental divide between the two major parties. Here in Michigan, it's especially challenging because of our razor-thin majorities that the Democrats hold in the state legislature, 56-54 in the state House and 2018 in the state Senate. Even with those small majorities, Democrats are following through to make campaign promises a reality. The House and Senate have already passed a nearly $1 billion tax cut package focused on working families and retirees. Several other major planks of our campaign are moving quickly through the legislative process. In a moment, we'll talk with the chair of the Senate Judiciary Committee, Senator Stephanie Chang, about two major groups of bills civil rights for LGBTQ plus Michiganders, and badly needed gun safety laws. First, with a review of this week's other top news, here's MDP's Dorian Tyus. I'm Dorian Tyus. Here are some of the stories driving policy and politics this week. The House Elections Committee is moving quickly on legislation to protect Election Day workers. A hearing is set for Tuesday on a package of bills introduced last week which prohibit firearms from polling places, drop boxes, early voting locations, and counting boards, and make the harassment and intimidation of election workers a felony. Democrats in the House and Senate have introduced a package of gun safety bills. The 11 bills fall into three main categories, requiring universal background checks to close the private sale loophole, creating secure storage laws to keep legal firearms out of the hands of children and teens, and establishing extreme risk protection orders, also known as red flag laws, which allow the courts to temporarily remove firearms from those who pose a threat to themselves or others. The bills drew support from multiple organizations, including faith leaders, community leaders, and gun violence prevention advocates, including the Giffords Law Center to Prevent Gun Violence, the Brady Campaign, Moms Demand Action, and Students Demand Action. Governor Gretchen Whitmer has signed a bill appropriating funds for the school breakfast program, supports special education, and appropriates federal resources to promote safe, healthy learning environments by investing in violence and bullying prevention. The bill includes a one-time $500,000 increase to the school breakfast program, a $45.1 million expansion for special education costs, and a one-time $27.9 million federal grant to establish safer and healthier learning environments and to prevent and respond to acts of bullying, violence, and hate. This bill makes investments to support the success of Michigan students and teachers, improve the quality of students' education, better the health of students, and expand opportunity for families and communities. Attorney General Dana Nessel 
is highlighting a scam targeting Michigan State University consumers and warning residents about unlicensed merchandise purporting to support the Spartan Strong Fund. The fund was created by MSU to provide support for those who were most critically impacted by the recent shooting. Only officially licensed and approved merchandise from the vendors support the Spartan Strong Fund. But some scammers are selling unlicensed merchandise and pocketing the profits. A link to a list of approved vendors is on our website. In the aftermath of a disastrous railroad accident in Ohio, Attorney General Nessel has joined a coalition of 14 state attorneys general opposing shipping of a dangerous liquefied fuel by rail. At issue is shipments of ethane, a colorless, odorless, and highly flammable hydrocarbon gas that is a commonly used feedstock of the petrochemical industry. And the Attorney General is joining a coalition of 11 other states in a new federal lawsuit out of Washington where plaintiffs are motioning for a preliminary injunction to preserve access to the reproductive health care medication Mifepristone. A lawsuit seeking to ban the medication nationwide is pending before a Trump-appointed federal judge in Texas. You can find links for more information on these stories on our website, PartyOnThePeninsulas.com. For Michigan Democratic Party Headquarters in Lansing, I'm Dorian Tyus. I'm very pleased to be joined by Senator Stephanie Chain, Chair of the State Senate Civil Rights, Judiciary, and Public Safety Committee. Senator Chang is the first Asian American woman ever elected to the state legislature. She worked as a community organizer in Detroit for nearly a decade before serving two terms in the Michigan House of Representatives and then as the Democratic floor leader for her first term in the Senate. Chang earned her bachelor's degree in psychology and master's degrees in public policy and social work from the University of Michigan. Her committee is now focused on both gun safety and LGBTQ plus civil rights legislation. We are thrilled that you could make time to be with us. And you know, talking about being busy, Senator, you know, you've, you've got all that goes on in your life, but also you're chairing a committee where a lot's coming through that's really important to Michiganders. And that's what I'd love to talk to you about today. Um, your committee, the Committee on Civil Rights, Judiciary and Public Safety, has um, a set of bills in it. And I want to start with the ones about civil rights for LGBTQ plus Michiganders. Talk to us a little bit about what those bills do, the importance of them and why it's taken us until now to get moving on them. Oh, goodness. Well, um, <laughs> that's a good question, right? Like, I mean, it's, uh, it's a long time coming, and I got to give a lot of credit to uh, Senator Moss and Representative Hoskins, um, but also former Representative John Hoadley, you know, who worked on this issue when he was in the legislature as well. And um, there have been so many amazing champions uh, on behalf of the LGBTQ community. Um, really making a very basic argument, right, that that everyone, including the LGBT community, should be free from discrimination and that everyone's human dignity should be respected. And so um, this change to the Elliott Larson Civil Rights Act is, has uh, been decades in the making. That is not an exaggeration. Um, and um, so we were really just so proud to take up incredible testimony in the Senate committee um, over the period of two weeks. And we heard powerful stories uh, from people who had faced discrimination themselves, uh, family members of those who are transgender, you know, business owners who recognize that they want their employees to be respected and valued human beings, and, uh, and, uh, and everyone in between. It was an incredible bipartisan display of support. 
and um, just so proud of all the work that so many groups and legislators put into making that happen and um, just was honored to be able to take that up as my first, um, you know, bill to be heard in our committee this year. And I'm so appreciative of you, of you reach, taking the moment to, to speak to other, other members who have worked hard on this issue because Jeremy Moss has been such a terrific champion for the community and John Hoadley before him, um, who's no longer a member of the legislature. But this, this, this has been an issue Democrats have been talking about for a very long time. And, um, one, one of the things that we get to do now is deliver, right? Yeah, absolutely. We've got a lot to deliver on and uh, we've, we hit the ground running because there's a long list of things to get done uh, that Michiganders are expecting us to do. And I think that hopefully a lot of folks listening to this know how important, um, you know, Democrats think that just basic respect and human dignity for all people is that's sort of really, I think, at, at, the, at the core of who we are as Democrats. Um, and so, you know, what better way to show that than by prioritizing this legislation. I'm so happy to get it done out of committee and looking forward to voting it out of the Senate as soon as possible. That's that's terrific. Uh, speaking of values that are core to, to Democrats, um, let's let's talk a little bit about gun violence prevention. Um, what happened at MSU was devastating to all of us here in Michigan. And um, we as Democrats, you all as Democratic legislators have been talking about this issue for years and finally as democrats are in control we get to start moving on it tell tell our listeners a little bit about what's happening in your committee what's happening in the senate already yeah well first of all you know we have just seen far too many uh not just mass shootings but shootings gun violence is an epidemic right it happens every day um in every corner of this state and country and uh and We've had far too many uh, instances where uh, we could have prevented some of the gun violence has, that has occurred in our communities. And so uh, the MSU tragedy was horrific. I think all of us watched that and immediately had someone to check in on, right, and to make sure that they were okay. And unfortunately, there were families that uh, the person that they checked in on was not okay. And I... Um, it is still just horrific. Um, so, um, and then we have had, um, you know, folks who experienced the Oxford high school tragedy as well. And now have experienced two mass shootings in their, in their lifetime as young people. And that is just speaks to how much we've failed our people, our young people so far up until this point by, you know, not being able to, uh, pass common sense gun violence prevention, uh, bills in the past under Republican-led legislatures, um, but we're it's a new day and uh, we are taking action. So, um, so incredibly proud of the work that so many legislators have done on this issue. Uh, but are, in particular, you know, Rosemary Bear, who chairs our Gun Violence Prevention Caucus, has done an incredible job shepherding, you know, just some really impactful legislation that uh, has broad support. Um, across this whole state, you know, these are policies that uh, many, many folks, whether it's gun owners themselves, uh, teachers, health professionals, law enforcement, prosecutors, um, and of course, survivors of gun violence all support these bills. And so we're really, really excited about moving forward, you know, extremist protection orders, universal background checks, as well as uh, child action, child access prevention laws, otherwise known as safe storage. Um, these are policies that will absolutely save lives. Um, and so I'm really 
excited about the bills that were introduced last week. Uh, we are looking forward to taking action very soon in our committee um, and have been planning a great committee hearing with uh, a lot of powerful, powerful speakers uh, across the political spectrum, across, across, you know, career, uh, across occupation and really from across this whole state. And so it's going to be a powerful hearing and I'm looking forward to taking action soon. One of the questions I get asked a lot is what what our, our folks, our Democrats who are listening to us today can do to help you all get this work done. Is there something you would say to activists who want to be helpful? What, what, what can they do to be helpful right now? Great question. Thank you so much. So two things. One, you know, many of us lawmakers, we're doing coffee hours. I just I just literally had a coffee hour. Uh, there's a number of us doing coffee hours and events and town halls all across the state. Um, show up to those mm-hmm. and make your voice heard on this issue. Um, even if you think that we may already be on board, it really is helpful, uh, especially knowing that um, folks who are in opposition to these bills are very mobilized right now and are coming to these events. Uh, really important to have folks who are supportive of gun violence prevention legislation to show up at coffee hours and, and really be part of the conversation. So that's one thing. And then two, if you are a Democrat who lives in a currently republic, uh, you know, currently Republican, uh, held Senate or House district, um, definitely contact your lawmaker. Um, don't assume where they may or may not be on this issue. Um, because we're, we would really, uh, love to have a strong showing of bipartisan support for these bills. Um, that reflects the broad bipartisan support among Michiganders who support these bills. So, um, but I think that Obviously, we've got to make sure that folks who are going to be voting in the Senate and in the House uh, hear from people in their district. And in particular, uh, you know, I just think it's important for those who have stories to share or an important perspective uh, of either being impacted by gun violence in some way or um, having some something that you want to share that only you can provide that information. Mm-hmm. I think it's just really powerful to have those types of stories and information shared. Um, with your lawmakers. Um, and also just, again, sort of what I mentioned before is that um, folks on the other side of this issue are mobilizing. And so uh, as much as we can do, you know, as much as we can uh, make sure the folks are getting out and make sure their voices are heard um, in support of gun violence prevention bills, uh, you know, it'll really help to make sure that we get this done in a way that is bipartisan, in a way that is uh, that shows the broad support that we know exists. I'm so glad you said that because so often people think that because they think they know where a legislator stands on something that they don't need to go express their issues, talk about how they feel about an issue. And I love hearing you say that that legislators want to hear from you, even if you think you know where they stand on something, you should show up and speak up. Um, Where can folks find information like where their state representative or state senator might be holding a coffee hour? So if you go to either the Senate or House website, so for the Senate, it's senate.michigan.gov, and the House is just house.mi.gov. You can find your lawmaker on there and then on their website, it should hopefully, hopefully list uh, their upcoming events. Um, also sign up for our email listservs, check out our social media. Oftentimes those events are posted there as well. Um, and, you know, we want to hear from you. That's what public service is all about. So um, definitely stay engaged, stay connected with us, um, share your ideas um, because this is, this is obviously round one, but we've got much more that we can do on gun violence as well. 
Um, and uh, we want to hear we want to hear from you. Well, your, your, your Democratic Party has your back and uh, supports the work that you all are doing. We're going to encourage folks to come out and support you and let you know that they appreciate the work that you've been doing. I'm going to let you, Senator Chang, get back to your day with a thank you for joining us on the podcast. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you. Before we wrap up this week's report, I'd like to offer my sincere congratulations to Christina Caramo on her election as chair of the Michigan Republican Party. I look forward to a high-level discussion of the differences between the two parties on the issues and policies that will move Michigan forward. Michigan Democrats will strive for discussions that will be civil, grounded in facts, and presented with respect for our opponents. With that, we come to the end of this week's report. We will update you on your Democratic Party every Monday morning. Don't miss an episode. You can get it automatically downloaded to your phone through Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, and Pandora, or on our website, partyonthepeninsulas.com. Thank you for making us a part of your day. Party on the Peninsulas is a production of the Michigan Democratic Party.